Two girls talking. You know what that means. It's time to talk. What's going on in the world? How about your business? How about your life? Let's talk it out. Two girls talking. Hi guys, it's Anna. And it's Ashley. And our guest today is audio professional extraordinaire, I think so anyway, Chip Sovic. He's actually our very first guest on Two Girls Talking. And Ashley and I have worked with him on several projects and he is a true professional and just a joy to work with. So welcome, Chip. And Thank Chip, owns, thanks Chip. Chip owns Spin Creative and he's an award-winning post-production audio engineer. So that means he's responsible for all that awesome, clear audio on, on shows that your favorite shows that you watch and those fantastic sound effects that you hear. Chip creates them. Many people don't realize how important audio is. Anna and I do because we're production sticklers. Chip does, but we're going to kind of give you a little insider peek today of what Chip does and why it's so important. It'll probably make you think next time you watch your favorite show. People do not realize that audio, especially when it went in conjunction with video, people will watch a video if it's not great quality, but they can hear it. Yeah. But they will not watch it if they can only see it and not hear it. Yep. So Chip is also a dad to three kids. So we're going to be talking about Chip's career today, his family life, and he's a dad. We talk a lot on this show about mom life, but I yeah. think it's awesome that our first guest is actually a dad. A dad. Yeah. So Chip, welcome. Thanks, thanks guys. It's, it's an mm-hmm. honor to, uh, to represent the dads on your first podcast. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> All right. So I don't know. Where, where do we get started? Let's okay. talk about your career, Chip. I want to hear about, just so our audience knows, like, how did you get started in audio post, like post-production audio, which I think is like such a specific oh, it is. thing. Right. So tell us how you get started, got started on this path. Uh, well, it's, um, I was the kid, I was the art kid in, in high school. Um, I knew I wasn't destined for a suit and tie or pushing paper around. So my, my father was a, a painter, uh, illustrator, um, he was actually, if you if you know the show Mad Men, he was actually one of the Mad Men. Oh, wow. uh, well, that's my, cool. That's yeah. Nice. And uh, my mother was a piano teacher, so mm-hmm. I was kind of stuck somewhere in between the creative polar, you know, p- points. Um, anyway, so I, I figured out that I wanted to be a, a recording, uh, a music recording engineer. Um, and growing up in uh, just outside of New York City, um, I figured, well, uh, if I'm going to do this, might as well go to New York City and try, sure, to, right. try to bust into the business. But I quickly realized that um, after a couple of years, uh, as much as I love music and still to this day, uh, I didn't want to be that close to creating it. Um, it, it was just insane. The uh, sausage was just too ugly. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it. I'm not much of a night person. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not about egos at all. I just like to do yeah. the work. And, and while I loved the gear and being in a studio environment, I figured there's got to be a better way to do to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So um, I pulled up the tent poles from the Northeast and I moved down to Virginia and I got into uh, audio post-production at a, at a post-production facility, which is now gone, but it really laid the path for the way that I wanted to go. So it's been nonstop and uh, uh, a passion career for over 25 years now. And, and I, there's no end in sight. I love it. So just to let people know, when he says post-production mm-hmm. audio, um, it's when he does the final audio. It's, it, you know, when you create videos, when you create films, you, you're recording audio. But what Chip does is he takes in 
all of that and he makes it better and crisper and finer and enhances the the the, the little pings and the little needle drops and everything mm -hmm. that you know, we hear in our everyday life, but they can be lost when you're just creating it, uh, recording it in, in video. And those are things that are needed to enhance a moment, mm -hmm. you know, especially a scary moment or something. And, you know, the, the, the special effects, we hear them when we record them. But like I said, they just get lost sometimes. They can be better. Yeah, that's, totally. That's, that's what you know, Chip what Chip does. And you know, you do, you do a lot of post-production work, but you also, at least for me, work in the field, right? Um, Correct. So you work with crews. I don't, I don't normally have this problem because I'm the one who's putting the crews together, but you work with crews and sometimes you don't know them. So how do you manage to work with people that you don't even know until almost the day actually the day you're starting to work with them yeah because you're creating art together right so you have to be in sync so how tell it yeah tell us about how that works so just to clarify are, are you asking about working with the crew on the production side or, yeah. or working with somebody on the post-production production production okay so um well in in its simplest form you know anna does a great job of putting crews together and thank you we all know or we're supposed to know what our roles are when we show up. Right. Uh, so um, really it's about attitude. Uh, I found that if you're just friendly, uh, say hello, good morning, good night, whatever the situation is and, and get about your job. Uh, you, we all have a way of kind of falling into our uh, roles on the, on the, um, on the set uh, or at location. So, um, you know, I, I try not to bring any, attitude ego it's just there's no place for that because usually the time and the budget dictate that you need to be in out and out quickly to meet the ultimate client's budget um and just do the best job you can um you know i've always said that if i do my job right it's like no one ever even noticed one of the things i, I want to talk to you about uh, is um you're also a business owner mm -hmm. you're a freelancer but you're also a business owner, you own Spin Creative, and you're growing that. How, how has that been? Yeah, and I wanna hear how, like, how did you even get started grow, like, in the first place? Um, just kind of separating yourself from the company and starting your own and, and taking that leap. Because Anna and I can relate to that, yes. and I know a lot of our listeners hopefully can relate, because I'm hoping that a lot of our listeners are also business owners themselves. So tell us about your entrepreneurial journey. Uh, well, there's, there's two ways to do it. You can either sort of get pushed off the edge of a cliff, um, or voluntarily take that first step. Um, I was the, uh, the former, um, I wasn't, <laughs> I was very, a very comfortable staff audio person at a couple of facilities in the DC area. And I loved it. But as as this industry changes and technology changes, uh, places are shutting down because they can, the, the cost of doing business is so much more. And what's happening is the proliferation of people creating content on their own outside of facilities. So, so many facilities have shut down and basically I was a victim of one of those facilities. Okay. Yeah. So I, I basically said, okay, well, I don't know how to do anything else. It's either now or never. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to make this work uh, no matter what. 
Um, and, you know, being a dad and, and having kids and, and a mortgage, I, I really had motivation to, to make that work. So right. um, I had, uh, I was very fortunate in that since I have been doing this for a while, I had some, some good clients that I'd worked with for years. Um, I've known Anna for a while. She was one of the first people to hire me as a freelance uh, person. But I got in early. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm, I will always be grateful for that because, you know, there's so much more to what I said earlier about showing up and doing your job to running a business than showing up and doing your job. It's about right. networking. It's about meeting people. Mm -hmm. It's about being friendly and giving them ultimately the, the service or product that they want. So while I took a bunch of clients, past clients that I had worked with with me and, and I still work with them today as a business it's always, always, um, you're always working because it's totally, oh yes. You know, you, every, we all have dry spells. We all have, uh, periods where we, we need to be more motivated to get more clients. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, also, it's very hard, you know, it's kind I mean, of like Starbucks. Offering different right. <laughs> and I, and I found, and I think we're, it's one idea we're going to talk about later is that when you're not motivated, you have to be disciplined. Yep. And that's hard too. I mean, there, there are some days, let's be honest, when it is just easier to have a mothership. Mm -hmm. it, it, it is. Um, yeah, I totally agree. It's, and it's not that I don't love what I do or, or how we do it. I just, there's just some days I would just love it if somebody else took the wheel. Yeah. And that's really hard. Because, and like even yesterday, Anna yeah. and I were both exhausted because we had a shoot the day before. I just wanted to not work all day Ugh. yesterday. I was talking to my managing director. I was like, I want to cancel my calls. I'm so exhausted. Yeah. But you know what? I couldn't. So yeah. I just powered through. And at the end of the day, I was even more exhausted. It actually was not good for my mental and physical health, but I had to do it. So <laughs> my husband, he was getting dressed for work this morning. He was like, yeah, I can't have my 11 o'clock. He's like, you were out. I was so exhausted. He myself, I didn't even know he'd come home. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's how it is. Know, yeah. But so I, for you, Chip, I'm wondering like, and I hear this is a challenge we all face, but what are some other, like, what are your biggest challenges you face, like running a business? And I, I, I'd love to hear, because I feel like there's a lot of business owners who could relate to those challenges and how do you overcome them? The challenge would be, as you're just kind of alluding to the, the best problem to have is to have so much work. You can't even think straight. And right. um, I've found that it comes in waves. And so it does. Yeah. You know, so I found that if, if, uh, if you schedule things accordingly, leave a little bit, maybe 20% of time. So I work in wake week increments. Um, okay. if I can deal with a, a five day schedule, even a six day schedule, um, I've found that my, my rate of being refreshed flips every week. So I've kind of boiled my life down to one week increments. Oh, okay. Um, so if I take either uh, a day out of that week, call it 20% um, and leave a little bit of buffer room here and there, I know that if I'm on a three-day shoot or if I'm on a feature film and I'm doing sound design, I know that if I get through that week, I can relax. And like you said, Ashley, it, it, going through that week makes your head spin. And yeah, inevitably, inevitably, when you're in that week or when you're in a very busy period, you, you always get more calls. Hey, can you do this? Or can you, I've got another shoot. Can you show up here? Or can you produce this or whatever the situation is? And sometimes as a business owner, uh, you just have to power through it. And, and, you know, you have to maintain your smile, your professionalism, 
and and just get through it and knowing that on on the end of that period whether it's three days or a week or even two weeks uh then you can rest and and i think as a business owner that's always the biggest challenge is getting biting off more than you can chew so what do you do to take care of yourself when you do like just to kind of decompress from work because i think that's such an important part of being an entrepreneur is is. actually turning off the business at least for a little bit like yesterday i was like okay I am not going to check my email for the rest of the day. It didn't stick, but like I try to tell myself <laughs> that. So I'm just curious, like, what do you do to take right. care of yourself? So like, because like you said, like it's, I face it, this like monkey mind of like constantly like need to do this, need to right. do this, need to do this. So There's what do you do to like dial out and do things for yourself? Head. Yeah. Stop that. Yeah. Um, well, there's a couple of things. Um, most of the two thirds of my week I work out of my own studio, which is in my house. And so I've gotten to the habit of walking every day. I try to walk every day. Good. So I, and that's really, uh, you really do have to take care of yourself mentally and physically, of course, because we can't all sit in chairs all day and be couch potatoes. Mm-hmm. But mentally, I, think, I want to. Yeah. I, I mean, as much as I want to um, sit here and, and honestly listen to some music or something. And yeah. that's very relaxing to me. But I found that if I force myself to go for that walk every day, that's really refreshing and it kind of changes things up. You get to see outside, you get to, you know, you're not staring at a monitor, you're not looking at faders, you're not listening intently to sounds. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then occasionally every three or four months, maybe it's a long weekend away with my wife and kids or something like that. Um, but you do have to, it's about managing your time. Yeah, it is, it is. We talk a lot, Ash and I do, about being moms and business owners and how life and how our, our personal lives affects our business lives and our business life affects our personal lives. And we also talk about society's perception of working moms, but society also has really definite ideas about working dads. And you know, you have three kids, Chip. You have a boy and two girls. A two boy. Two I'm sorry, two boy. Uh, a girl and two boys. There we go. A girl and two boys. Yep. So, and I know that you play an active role in their lives. How, how do you balance that? Because your kids are older, but I know because you and I have had conversations about what you still need to do for your kids. Well, you know, as, as a parent, it's the ultimate goal is to raise your kids to be there, to have a relationship and to make good, you know, people send them out into the world prepared for whatever life's going to throw at them. On, on a dad basis, I found that it's really nice to be around. You know, I mean, my, my youngest is 17 now Mm -hmm. and my boys are very close together. They're only two years apart. Um, And we're pals um, and its simplest form, Um, you know, and I've always been very active um, in their lives just because, you know, my wife works retail. And so I'd always have to, she would always work a Saturday, still to this day work Saturdays. Uh, so Saturdays were my day to sort of do things and, and, and just be home and be a dad, whether it was teaching them how to hit a nail, because I was yeah. doing something, you know, on the house, or helping, having them help me record sound effects. I mean, yeah. believe it or not, uh, I would get them to help me. And, you know, through all these things, you build a relationship. Um, and now it's great because like last night, we went to back to school night um, and my youngest said, hey, dad, are you home tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, sure. 
And he's like, well, we're thinking about going to lunch. You want to come? Mm-hmm. It's really nice because you build that relationship. And, and it, you know, we all have these periods where it's tough to uh, raise kids. They go through their own phases mm-hmm. in life. But it's really about just always having communication. And so whether you're texting them or, uh, ye- you know, yelling upstairs or, or whatever you're doing, you have to somehow always keep that communication. So as a dad, I found that one of the things I'm really enjoying now about being uh, an entrepreneur and working out of my house is that I'm, I'm around, I'm mm-hmm. here, I'm available. Uh, they know there's times when they can't bother me because I'm doing something uh, or they know that, um, you know, I'm just here. So I, and I know from growing up with my parents, my dad wasn't always around because he worked uh, in New York city. And um, so it's nice to, to build that and just be a presence different from mothers. I mean, mothers, um, you know, have a different relationship with their kids. Everybody's going to have their own relationship with each one of their kids, which is different. Um, and so I have the same thing, but as a, as a dad, it's nice to, um, I guess, be a little bit of a, of a rock, you know, just be here, but not necessarily, um, I don't know, to be available, to be around, to help them. It's all the small things that boys need, because especially when they get older, they want to, they want to bust out in, in life and figure things out themselves, but sure. they always, they always know that you're around. Chip, one of the questions that I, I wonder about as uh, the dad and, and as a business owner, well, two things, actually. I'm going to ask the first one first, and I'll let you ask the second one. You said that your wife still works Saturdays. How has, and you want to be there, you know, when you were working with those production homes, production houses, you had a pretty stable career or stable schedule. But now, since you've gone out on your own, I know you have to work some weekends. Oh, I sure. You have to work off hours and stuff. How has that affected how you parent or your dad and your, or your relationship, mm-hmm. your dad relationship with your kids? Well, so I'm at the point where they're teenagers and they, they're not as needy. They, they are doing the, my oldest. I mean, they both drive, they both are, they both play games, you know, much to, to the idea that they play too much. Yeah. Video games. You mean, yeah. Video games. Correct. Yeah. And so they're kind of in their own world a lot of the time. Um, so, but I do purposely, uh, schedule my life where I can, even though I work from home, I purposely schedule my life where I end my day around six or seven. Um, so I try to maintain uh, a schedule. Um, I easily start early in the morning to get ahead of things when the house is quiet. Um, I do work on weekends occasionally, but you know, both of my boys work on weekends as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I purposely schedule my life to work, to be, to be available and to be around mm-hmm. uh, when they're home. Right. Um, you know, of course, there's times when I do have to jump into the studio, especially around political season. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that I'm home and I can simply walk upstairs and say, hey, guys, what's going on um, is really nice. Yeah. I love that. I mean, that's also why I started my own company was because I wanted to be more present with my children. I launched my PR firm out of my children's playroom yeah. five years ago. Um, and now I have my own, I've grown to my own office, but I also can be off work, you know, at a certain time and just walk upstairs and be with my kids. And they also know I'm around. And I, I would say that's probably one of the most fulfilling things, but yeah. I'd love to hear for, for you, um, Chip, being a dad, being a business owner, like, 
is being present one of the most fulfilling aspects of your career? Just give, like, I'd love to hear what are some of the most fulfilling parts of your career? Uh, from the dad side or from the business? Both. I would love to hear all like from the dad side, but also just from, you know, your expertise as an audio engineer. Uh, well, it's, you know, it is, it's extremely fulfilling just being around because, you know, so much of our lives, uh, it, it can be consumed by commuting. Mm-hmm. Yes. And in yeah. the DC area. Region. Yes. Yeah, in, in the DC area, I mean, if you're if you have a commute that's less than an hour one way, that that's a pretty good commute. Yeah, it is. Yep. So, um, you know, I'm sure your listeners have shorter commutes or or what have you, but when you eliminate that time, suddenly your day feels like it just got a lot longer. So, one of the most gratifying things is that I can still work a full day, but be here uh, for my kids, and mm-hmm. whether it's getting lunch with them or you know, trying to figure out how to plan his next semester, um, you know, or, or teaching him how to drive. Uh, you know, you can take yeah. time to do these things um, as a dad. And it's great because, because you're here and you're around. Um, and if I didn't have those two hours every day because I had to commute somewhere, then, you know, that's a big, that's a significant amount of time every week. Yeah, yeah. you got your time back. It's, right. it's, yeah, I, told, I, do. I, I relate. I mean, I used to, commute from dc to um we're in northern virginia hour and a half each way oh my gosh and if there was a snowstorm forget about yeah, it yeah forget it and, yeah. and I'm like what am i doing right. like i've got now i've got three kids at three hours of my life that i could be spending with them right it, it just didn't make that like the math did right. not add up so right. I, so i quit Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but it, you know it's it's nice because i'm fortunate that what I do and, and what most, I'm guessing, you know, what you guys both do is that y- you don't have a physical, tangible object that you need to deliver to somebody. It's nope. all file-based. Right. So, you know, with sound, really the only point when, when you're dealing with a client as a business owner is, the, is when they want to come and listen to the final product. But, you know, even that's changing. People, people just say, here's, here's your media, get started, uh, send me the file when you're done. Um, and I, I don't know how they're listening to it on their end, whether it's a laptop or headphones or a phone. Um, but uh, I don't necessarily ha- need to be anywhere physical. So it really frees up more time. You know, yeah. I'm not committed to going to an office or a studio or having mm-hmm. clients come here. You're a very successful audio, a successful audio engineer, but you know, we've all had setbacks. Mm-hmm. And I know you had a company, you talked to us a little bit how you, know, you lost your job when certain production companies um, when they, uh, uh, closed, uh, we talk a lot, Ash and I do about the pressures that we feel as moms when, when these things happen to us, like when we both lost our jobs with energy now, when mm-hmm. it shut down, did you feel any kind, any more pressure as a dad when you lost your job? Well, I would say yes. Uh, you know, you're, there's something that changes when you become a parent. Um, you, you see things differently. A lot of little things don't matter anymore. And you realize why the heck did I worry about, you know, totally. job or whatever it is being late two minutes. Uh, your kids will change your life literally. Um, but when, when you, um, you know, when you move through life and you have these situations where suddenly you're, you become a dad as a role. Yeah. Um, 
suddenly you realize and you start thinking that, oh my gosh, I've, I've got to, you know, you know, the expression, if you teach a man to fish, yes. uh, you know, he can eat for the rest of his life versus showing him, you know, how to catch a fish. So I've kind of always, always taken that philosophy in that uh, my kids don't even realize it, but I've kind of taught them how to do a lot of these things. And so uh, as a dad, it makes me feel good knowing that if I said, hey, uh, you know, we had a bad storm, go flip the circuit breaker because some, something blew it. You know, you, you teach them these things along, along the way. So being able to provide for them um, and or if I'm away and I can make a phone call to say, hey, you're you're now the man of the house, you know, make sure that everything is in order and stays that way. You know, yeah. the cats are fed. Uh, it's pretty gratifying um, when you get to a point where you, you can make that call or you can say, hey, come help me. You know, the basement's flooding. Let's let's figure something out. You know, so it's uh, it's rewarding that way. But it, I think it's more uh, that you that you realize that you're in the role of a dad and, and, you know, traditionally dads do certain things versus moms and, you know, but ultimately you're one team and you're one family. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's nice to take your sons. Uh, even with, with our daughter, I, I did the same thing. Um, but I think dads have a, a little more responsibility to, to pass things along and to make them realize that someday you're going to be the dad and the man. And so you, you better learn this stuff before mm-hmm. you're in a situation where you can't figure anything out. Oh, that's awesome. That I love that. I'm also like, man, I can't wait for my kids to get to that point. Like <laughs> I'm in the thick of it. Mine are three, six yeah. and nine. So it's oh, like oh my gosh. Doing everything right now. Um, so <laughs> yeah, hearing yeah. this is just very um, reassuring to. But, it, but you get there because two of her kids are here with us today and my daughter is actually watching them. I mean, you, you know, you get, awesome. to, you know, you, you do. It, yep. it, it just takes a while. Just, just leave there. for lunch. Exactly. And going. <laughs> right? um, okay. So Chip, I want to hear more about, so back to your work as an audio engineer, who is your ideal client? Like what types of clients do you love to work with and get super, super excited about? Um, I love a client that, well, first of all, I, 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 my favorite area to work in is, is uh, long form. Uh, I do a lot of broadcast work. I do a lot of cinematic work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, any format is, is fun, but I think you can really stretch out and, and be creative in, in long form. Um, so I love clients that I've already built a relationship with, and there's a trust there because I'm the kind of audio person that really thinks creatively. Um, and so I, I do, I do throw stuff against the wall and, and yeah. some personally, I feel like, well, did I go too far with, with a project versus just doing the basic work? Um, so what I mean by that is, uh, I love clients that will trust me enough to say, just, just mm-hmm. do what you do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and at the end of the day, um, it, a good, production or a good audio job is a job that nobody even realizes that anything was done. It, yeah, it's right. It's such a, yeah. As it should be. Yeah, yeah. As it should be. But unfortunately, um, projects uh, don't necessarily always have a budget to, to be able to do that. It's true. Uh, yes. So I'll always throw, you know, 150% at a project, even if I'm only, you know, obviously getting a hundred percent time and budget for it. So I love clients that I've, that I've built relationships with. Um, I love new clients that I can have a conversation with and get them to feel 
the energy of what you know your production could be if I were to get my hands on it. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. I feel like like for all of us, part of our job is educating people what we do and why. And, I, and maybe that's it, it's it's different. You know, it was interesting. I went to a meeting yesterday, and this woman was talking about HVAC and um, what her industry was, and she was talking about how people it's the same but different. She was talking about how people. You know, all they want to do is pay $100 for a repair when they charge $250, but they do mm-hmm. it right. And that's that's part of it. You know, that is part of it. You know, that old adage, you get what you pay for, is is really true. But I think that in some re- resp- regards, too, people don't realize what a PR person does, what a video producer does, yeah. and, what, and, and what an audio engineer, and how all of us working together can enhance mm-hmm. what their problems are, what their project is together we can all solve their problems or even more importantly stop the next problem from happening and they don't realize that until they're they're really in dire straits yeah and and all of us have to try and and teach them every single time we meet a new client this is how we can do it right Yeah. yeah so true i don't know if that's good or bad it just it just is well it's i think you're touching on a point that that we're the, I don't say the world, but our industry is getting to in, in, in the sense that there's so many people that realize that I'll either have my editor do the sound on this uh, and do the color. Hey, my editor, you know, is great. Whereas I, I still believe that, and maybe it's because of my age, I, I believe that we all have skill sets that are better suited for one particular thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Versus being a jack of all trades. It is. I mean, you know, that, that, you know, that saying, you know, if you're, if you're a jack of all trades, you're a master of none. Right. I love that saying. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. Just because I can do everything does not mean that I should do everything. I can edit, but honestly, if I'm going to give you a final thing, I'm going to bring my editors in because that's, that's the eye that they have. Yeah. And that's like when people are like, okay, I know you do media relations, but can you also reach out for speaking engagements? And I'd say, look, your money is best spent with me doing what I do yeah, best. Exactly. Like, yeah, I can try, yeah. but I can't guarantee success in, in going outside of my lane. But when I stay in my lane, you are going to get rock star results. Right. Exactly. exactly. And that's, that's a good point. I mean, like, like going back to the production side and if I, if I if you call me to do a location sound job, I'm gonna only be listening to the sound. I, I don't care. Right, exactly. I do care, but I'm not so concerned with what what the camera's doing, what a director's doing. I, if there's a plane flying overhead, I'm gonna say, hey, this is gonna impact your sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you do, you know, if you're gonna write uh, some content, you you're you're not gonna say, hey. You're not going to reach out to me to say, hey, Chip, I need an extra paragraph here. Can you write this for me? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And I'll send it back to you. It, it just, it's, you're not going to get right. the best bang for your buck yep. with your budget. Yep. Absolutely. So like going back to what Anna said, it's really, truly about education. And, yeah. And that's and consulting, like telling our clients like, yeah, but we're best just stuck staying in our lane. Yep. Your time and money is best spent doing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, Chip, this has been such a great conversation. It and, has. And so fun to have you as our first guest. I love, love, love that our, again, like I love that our first guest is a dad and a business owner. Um, So for everyone listening, Chip, where can we find out more information about you and your work? Uh, So the easiest thing is uh, just visit my website, uh, spincreative.net. And that's Mm S-P-I-N-N. I try to put a little spin on the spin. (laughs) I love it. Um, and uh, you can contact me through the website um, and 
we can go from there. Or you can just pick up the phone. I think my phone's even listed there and just give me a call. And, and uh, I'm, I love to talk about uh, issues, helping clients get through uh, productions or just answering a question, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cool. Thank you so much, Chip. We've had a really great talk. I hope you've had as much fun as we have. Yes. I'm, I'm honored to be the first dad on this podcast. So I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Awesome. <laughs> and thanks for listening thanks to Two Girls Talking. That's right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.